Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast with Dr. Carol Kambule, where we search the scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Download this episode and share it with your friends and family. Stay blessed and make the Word of God your anchor. Hi there. Thank you for tuning in to Word Anchor Podcast. Today's topic is while you wait, dealing with the time factor. We live in a time of fast food, microwave food, and just about everything quick and easy. Yet there are things that seem to drag and drag while squeezing the little patience in you until there's nothing left. What must you do if the famous and desperate prayer that you cry to the Lord when you are alone saying, Lord, do it now, do it now, do it for your glory, and that prayer doesn't seem to reach heaven. What is it that you must do? I mean, you actually need the answers like yesterday. It's urgent, Father God. I've waited far too long for this now. If you don't do it today, Lord, I swear, I swear nothing. You swear nothing to God, but you still pray. Time is a good resource. But when you sit and look at it, it can be a nightmare. Sitting and waiting whilst the situation keeps on reminding you that I'm actually still here and I'm not yet sorted. It can be a nightmare. But what is it that you ought to do? You know, there are people out there who seem to have the big clock of life's milestones. Those are the people that I could call them the time security guards of heaven. Those are the people that will tell you when it is time for you to get married and when it is five past getting married. They are the people that know the time for you to have a child. They'll keep on asking you, when are you having a child? You get married like yesterday, six months down the line, they are already checking your stomach. These are the people that know when it is time for you to have another child. Like seriously, I've had that child last year. Why should you expect me to have another one this year? These are people that know when it is time for you to buy a house, when it's time for you to buy a car, when it's time for you to move out of parents' house. They put all of those milestones before you and tell you that it is actually time for you to have these things. And such people can be a pain and they can drive others to depression with all their questions and expectations. And at that time, time is actually not bothered. Time is ticked talking, tick-talking to its own rhythm and it's not bothered by you. Sometimes you're sitting here living your life waiting for a child. I can tell you that I got married um, to my husband and it took us three years to have a child together. I remember that it was a trying time for us. Many times I went to the bathroom, you know, those secret bathroom meetings with a test kit in hand and where you did not want to disappoint your husband and you don't tell him. I did that time and time again. Sometimes I'll see those um, lines as if they are double and I sit and look at them and actually see that they're actually not double, it's one line. Because the mind begins to tell you stuff and lies that is actually not true. So during that time, I conceived and had a miscarriage in that three-year period. That made things even worse. So three years was too much for me. But when I think about it and I look at the story of Sarah in the Bible, 24 years was torture. And I'm sure that there are many women out there who have waited even much longer. And you know the pain of waiting and counting days. And when the period comes, you go to sleep wetting your pillow with tears. Waiting for a baby is very hard. How about waiting for a job? I must say that on that front, my experience is good and bad. Earlier on, I was able to get jobs easily. I was young. Uh, I could apply for any type of job that I wanted. If I look at it and I think I can do that, I'll apply. And it was not so difficult to get a job. It was until I had a job away from home and then wanted to get another job back home. So I was out of my hometown for nine years away from my husband 
and it was not easy. In the beginning, it was manageable. It was a new job, very exciting. But in the middle of that period, when he could not get a job where I was and I could not get a job back home, it began to be hard. We had children. We had to travel up and down. We had two homes that we had to maintain. Um, the distance, the time, um, it was not easy. And therefore, it called for prayer. It was time for me to pray and pray and pray some more. It took some time. I remember I got offered another job in another place. And before I could take it, I asked the Lord and he said, no, don't take it. I will give you a job back home. I remember I gladly declined that offer, thinking that I will get a new job very soon. But I actually had to wait. It took me one and a half years. Now you can imagine I began to go back to God to say, Father, but you said I must not go that way because you'll give me a job this way. But it has not happened. So it was when I was relaxed about it that I was able to get a job back home. And during that period of prayer, I remember there were times where I would even try to bribe God. Yes, you can tell the truth. You also tried it at some point, you know, where you begin to say, God, if you do this, then I will do this for you. Um, thinking that God will be moved by a bribe. Don't bribe God. It doesn't work. He will never be moved by such things. So if you never tried it, don't even bother. Jesus doesn't take bribes. He doesn't care about those things. Now, what about if you're waiting for a husband or a wife? Now, this one hits women hard more than men, mostly because of societal standards that says men are hunters and women have to wait. You know, so you're sitting as a lady there already waiting for Mr. Right and Mr. Right doesn't seem to show up. All those that show up in a doorsteps are all the Mr. Wrongs. Then people will begin to ask, when are you getting married? It's a very irritating question, even hurting to those ones who have been heartbroken by the one they loved or those that have been expecting somebody that they had been eyeing for some time to maybe take the first step and that has not happened. It's even more painful when you're watching your peers getting hitched and you don't even have a potential. And as girls, obviously, you'll be asked to come and be the bridesmaid. You'd be the maid of honor. You'll have to be uh, all pretty, all smiling. And deep down, you're looking at those guys in that wedding, hoping that there is at least one for you and some women end up settling for what's available even when they know deep down that this person is not the right one for them simply because time is not on their side they are lonely and desirous of being married what does the bible say concerning waiting even when the time seems to be passing by what is it that you ought to do when you think god is late or he is delayed Psalm 27 verse 14 says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalm 37 verse 9 says, For evil doers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Psalm 37 verse 34 says, Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. One of the painful things is to look at your enemies prospering whilst you're not. Honestly, it's very painful. When you look at people that hate you, sometimes, yes, you don't like them that much and you see them, they're getting married, they are buying their newest cars, they are buying homes, building homes, getting new jobs, getting their businesses, they are succeeding and you are still left behind and you're waiting. You find that you don't even have a husband, you don't have a job, maybe you have that degree and the person that you graduated with has gone far or people that are even mistreating you in life. 
they seem to be prospering. Now, the scriptures, the three scriptures we have read, speak of such things. Some are evildoers, but then the Bible says you must wait. Because sometimes you can look at the evildoer prospering in their evil ways, and you think that maybe you should also cut corners and get things in the wrong way. In the Bible, there are many instances where God answered immediately. For example, Elijah called fire from heaven and boom, fire came down. And then he prayed for rain and his servant went to check seven times. You know, he, the Bible doesn't tell us how long his prayers were, but he prayed and then sent the servant go check. And the servant went and came back and said, I see nothing. He went again and prayed. Servant went again, then nothing. He did that until the seventh time. And on the seventh time, he went to check and find that there is a cloud, a very, very small cloud. So it was on the seventh time that a little cloud could be seen. You, sometimes you have prayed the third time. You now you think, no, um, maybe God is actually saying no, or maybe it's just not going to happen. But he prayed seven times. And in the seventh time, he didn't see rain. He didn't see a big cloud. He saw something very little. So even the seventh time was not even promising that much. But because he was a prophet, he knew that that little thing, that little cloud is going to be serious rain coming. And he ran back. He told the king, go back home. And he also ran on foot and outran the king and arrived home safely before the rain could actually deal with him. And most healing miracles in the Bible, they happened immediately. And of course, here and there, it will say it happened within that hour. But then... We also have Abraham that waited 24 years for the son that was born on the 25th year. Joseph, on the other hand, waited for more than a decade to see the fulfillment of his dream. And David, he waited for more than a decade as well to become the appointed king. Worse with David because he was already an anointed king of Israel, but he had to wait because the, the appointed king was still on the throne. So you may ask, how then do I wait? The first scripture says to us, God will renew your strength. Wait on the Lord and he will strengthen your heart. Wait on the Lord. So you need strength to wait on the Lord. It's like if you were outside in the rain and you wished that the rain would stop. And instead you had somebody showing up to keep you company. The waiting becomes a little bearable. Not that the drench is different, but that someone is there with you, keeping your company, strengthening you. God is that one that will strengthen you. He is the one on the sidewalk of a marathon, giving you water to drink. He is like the one that is massaging your aching muscles and cheering you on when you're running and you don't have any more strength for you to run. He does not make the journey shorter, but he makes it bearable. The runner who runs the short distances does not need to stop and get water. They run through at once, but the marathon runner needs all the help they can get along the way. You've seen some, um, they will even fall down when they're closer to the finish line and somebody will come and help them up. We've seen some picking them up before they were allowed to pick them up, but now you have to actually hold them so that their feet will actually touch that carpet. So somebody is there to strengthen you but it remains your journey you have to touch the finish line you have to run that race you will be the one that has to record the time that it has taken you from the start to the finish of the race so god will give you strength when the pain of not conceiving becomes too much god will give you strength when the pain of waiting for somebody to come and say will you marry me becomes too much everyone else is getting married around you and you cannot wait any longer god will give you strength he showed up to abraham when abraham began to think that his servant eliezer was going to be heir and even when he thought that ishmael could fill that position god came and strengthened abraham he said to abraham look at the stars count them try to count the stars and see if you 
you can count them. So those number of stars is the number of people. I've said nations. I've promised you nations. By Sarah, you'll have a child. So your strength should come from God. It is God that will strengthen you whilst you're waiting. The second thing is prepare. So you don't wait just and say, I have strength and then nothing. You start preparing for what you're waiting for. Remember the story of Joseph? He was being prepared in Egypt for leadership. Circumstances put him in Egypt And of course, it was the plan of God because God knew that there would be famine and they would need food and they would have to go to Egypt. He also knew that they will need to come out of Egypt with a a lot of possessions and silver and gold. So, but for Joseph, all the time that he was in Egypt, he had one thing in mind that he was going to rule. He saw the days going by. He saw the, the years going by. He saw time moving fast, decade, and he was still not a ruler. But because the vision was within him, he knew that God was going to use him. And he used the time that he had in Egypt to learn the culture of the people. He had to learn the economy of the land. He had to learn about the land itself. Um, He had to learn how to plow in the fields of Egypt. So he had to learn how to plow the fields of Egypt. He had to learn the culture. He had to learn and understand the people of the land. He had to learn the economy of Egypt. Joseph was a slave in the ruler's house. He was exposed to government issues. As a slave, he was also learning how to till the land. He was also learning how to lead slaves. And he went to prison as well. He learned how to deal with the most difficult people, leading them as prisoners. As a prisoner, he also was probably doing hard labor. Now, David, on the other hand, he served the enthroned King Saul, led the armies of Israel to many victories until it was time to be appointed the king. So you are waiting for the job. Take opportunities to learn. Learn more about the field you're interested in. Study the different companies. Be prepared and be ready for that interview. I remember once I was part of an interview panel where someone sat on the other side and failed to answer all the questions that were asked. I mean, all of them including the one that says, tell us about yourself. So this person could not tell us who they are, where they come from, what they have done, what experience they have, what skills they have, nothing, absolutely nothing. I mean, the person kept quiet. We tried the second question, nothing. The third question, nothing. Until we said, thank you. And the person left. So you can see this person wants a job, but they are not prepared. They have not bothered to ask themselves what kind of questions are asked in interviews. So you want to be married, Take books, read, study about marriage, study about being a godly wife, study about being a godly husband. Some people will rush to marriage and they will call and complain in the first week or third week about bedroom issues. You have not even prepared yourself for the bedroom ministry. Did you even discuss where you will stay, how you will deal with finances? You meet today and you get married next week. You have not yet prepared yourself Prepare yourself while you wait. The third thing I want to talk about is survive. Yes, you'll have to survive whilst you're waiting. You must not let the negative thoughts of impatience, of fear, of failure, and of being a disappointment to your family, the opinions of people, and everything that people will say. You must not let all these things to lead you towards depression. Remember when Israel was taken into captivity in Babylon, they also sought a word from God. They wanted a word that will say, God says you'll go home tomorrow. And they even got a false prophet to lie about it. But you see, God had appointed 70 years for them in Babylon and they had to stay there. And God said in his word in Jeremiah chapter 29 from verse 4, it says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, To all who were carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and dwell in them, plant gardens and eat their fruit. 
Take wives and beget sons and daughters, and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands, so that they may bear sons and daughters, that you may be increased there and not diminished. And seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive, and pray to the Lord for it. For in its peace you will have peace. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, Do not let your prophets and your diviners who are in your midst deceive you, nor listen to your dreams which you cause to be dreamed. For they prophesy falsely in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. So, you see, some things you have to accept that you have to wait a little longer. They had to stay in Babylon. They had to take wives. They had to marry their daughters. They had to um, do business there. They had to build houses there, plant gardens, eat, and just remain there. Because 70 years was appointed for them. He even said, pray for that place. Because if that place have peace, then you will also have peace. So sometimes you are sitting there going up and down, uh, wanting the destruction of the very place that God says you must stay there. Sometimes you may view your time as a single person as if you are cursed. You speak curses upon your life, upon your singleness, as if being single is a curse. Not a curse. Stay there. Bless your virginity. Bless your singleness. Because it is an appointed time for you at that point in time for you to remain unmarried at that point. So enjoy life. Do not be depressed because your time has not yet come. Accept that you will have to wait a little longer and not focus on the issue but life. Do stuff. Get busy. Be fruitful. Do not waste time looking at the big elephant that is moving slowly when you can behold the lions and the zebra around you. There's so much that can be done with life instead of waiting for that one thing that you desire and wish for. Do something with your life. I started for a PhD at the time when I had troubles at work. So, and those troubles did not seem that they were going to end anytime soon. Instead of sitting and crying and fighting and cursing and do all sorts of things, I studied for a PhD. Instead of sitting and being frustrated, I did something that was fruitful, something that I could be proud of. I could have been depressed. I could have been crying day and night. I didn't. I studied. You are waiting for a husband. Study. Do something. Do business. Do ministry. Do something. When time is against you, stand. Do something. Do not wait crying yourself to sleep every single day. No. There is life even when you have not yet achieved what you wanted. Do not let those uh, cloak security guards of heaven to, to tell you that it is already too late for you. Even if you don't have a child at 40, do not give up on life. Do not sit there and look at life passing you by as if you are only defined by having a child. The last thing that I want to talk about whilst you wait, pursue. Yes, whilst you wait, pursue as well. Don't get too busy and forget about the goal. Some people will wait for a job and never bother to apply for it. Like seriously, waiting for a job and thinking that somebody's just going to bring it to you on a silver platter. Some people sit and complain in corners there, doing absolutely nothing. You don't buy a newspaper, you don't borrow a newspaper, you don't read, you don't ask anybody. You're expecting for a job to come on a silver platter right straight to your lap. Pursue it. Do not frustrate yourself about it, but pursue it. Do not say, because I'm pursuing my dreams, then I cannot live life. No. You live life whilst you're pursuing your dreams. Some people will wait for a wife and never look for one. You don't even talk to the sisters, the church, brothers. You cannot wait for a wife and not pursue her and not ask her out and not say anything to her. If you don't speak now, then forever hold your peace. Israel waited many years to enter the promised land, but they kept on walking towards it. Once they reached the promised land, they had to fight for the land and drive out all the inhabitants of that land. So in as much as God has said to you, there is your promised land, 
you have to walk towards it. As you wait for the time for you to reach your promised land, do something. The people of Israel, as they were walking through the wilderness, there's so much that they were doing. As they walk towards the promised land, they got busy. They built up systems of worship. They received the law from the Lord. They even built up the ark of the testimony and, and did a whole lot of things as they were preparing to go into the promised land. So you also, as you are pursuing your dream, do something. You need to take a step and move forward towards your dream. He says, wait on the Lord and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. So you are waiting for him. You will inherit the land not him. He gives you the land, you must inherit it. And inheritance is by nature. You have to rise up and do something about it. So if somebody writes a will, your mother leaves something for you and your mother dies, you are the one that you have to get up from your house, go to the lawyer's offices and sign up papers, lay claim to that land or that house or whatever it is that you are inheriting from your parents. So today we're speaking about waiting. Do not give up whilst you're waiting. Do not sit idle whilst you're waiting. Pursue your dreams even as you're waiting for them. But as you're waiting, survive, learn, teach yourself stuff, prepare yourself for that which you are dreaming about. Waiting is not easy, but it is possible. May the Lord give you strength to wait. May the Lord give you wisdom as you're waiting to do the right things in life. May you not give up. May you not be depressed about that which you're waiting for. May you not even compare yourself with others. You are unique. You are your own person. God has created you in his own image and has a plan which only you can fulfill. So time is a resource. Don't let it frustrate you. Use it wisely. Wait on the Lord. Thank you for listening to Word Anchor Podcast. Please share with your family and friends. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback also and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.